Hi, this is Christine Blake, and welcome to Inside the Media Minds. This podcast features in-depth interviews with tech reporters who share everything from their biggest pet peeves to their favorite stories and give you a behind-the-scenes look at the life of a technology reporter. We'll learn about the person behind the byline and get their thoughts on the top trending stories. On today's show, we're talking to Nick Wakeman, Editor-in-Chief of Washington Technology. Nick, we're so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks in. for inviting me. I've been looking forward to it. Absolutely. So we're excited to talk to you about Washington Technology, what you're seeing in the government contracting space, and getting to know you better, and much more. So um, welcome. Thanks. <laughs> I'm also here with Evan Wiesel. Hi. Good morning. W2 Communications principal and co-founder. So you guys have known each other for years, right? Preschool. Preschool. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Probably close to 20 years. Oh yeah, I've been with WT twenty. It was twenty years. This no, actually twenty one years. This past November, been yeah, editor yeah, for about no. fifteen. That's awesome. Kind of grown up in the space together. Yeah, I say. that's pretty amazing. Yeah, great. So for our readers, Nick, why don't you give us a quick overview of Washington Technology um, and its mission overall? Well, our mission, you know, our I start with the readers. Our readers are government contractors, so we try to write about what's going on in their world. You know who's winning contracts, who's teaming, who's buying who, uh, what kind of the trends are in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. The idea is to to help our readers be better at their jobs, be better at being good government contractors. Mm -hmm. What can we do to help them succeed? That's sort of sort of our driving, you know, yeah. mission statement. And then from there of course, you know, different we try to do that in different ways. No, absolutely. And how has the publication evolved since you know, in the past 15 years you've been at the helm? Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> it's, it's really, you know, WT has not been immune to the, all the, the, the seismic shifts in the media world. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I started, uh, very print-centric. I mean, we had a web page, but it was one that, you know, was not updated maybe once a month kind of thing, whenever the, you know, when the print issues would come out. Um, everything was driven by you know, you know, paid advertising, and we had a controlled circulation. But then, the world just really started changing a lot in the late '90s and into the you know first half of the 2000s as more things shifted online. Ad dollars went away. Oh, yeah, sure. You know how how people wanted their news delivered. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and then I'm trying to think by 2012, I think we stopped doing print. I mean, we used to be like 24 times a year. Then we went down right. to 20 and 19 and 12, and then. They're like, you know, then we just pulled the plug on print and everything's online since then. So I, I would say you're more than just a publication, though, right? I mean, just looking at your site, really a resource. Right, right. That's what we have. Yeah, we have much to. Much more than just that simple news outlet, right. if you will. Yeah, we're trying, you know, we try to do, you know, uh, you know, special reports. We try to have, you know, webcasts. We you know, we have white papers on there. So, yeah, it, it definitely is trying to, you have to be more than a resource because the other thing with, uh, you know, with all publications being online is it's, it's easier for, you know, uh, anybody to start like a little news website. So you have to do things that, that are going to, you know, grab people's attention besides just reporting the news. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I know we actually have in the room with us today a copy of Washington Technology yeah. from 1995. <laughs> so the cover story of this one is actually um, about the High Tech Awards with Kodak's digital camera as one of the winners. Um, can you talk a little bit about the industry evolution since then and how you've seen things change? Well, you know, it, it's that's one of the things I love about what I do and, and 
following this market is how much the technology has changed. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember when I came out to interview for the job at Washington Technology, they had given me a couple issues ahead of time, and I was mm-hmm. reading it, and I, I had no idea what things like client server meant. Or, yeah. And everything was like ATM. I'm like, ATM? Why are they talking about teller machines? You know? And it was a completely different world yeah. to me. And now client server is like three generations ago. And um, so the technology, the, just the change in the technology and how it's, uh, um, it's, it's moved from being the realm of these guys in the in the air-conditioned room with yeah. the big, you know, mm-hmm. the big servers and the mainframe out to, you know, carry as much computing power in our pocket as we used to have sitting on our desk. Mm-hmm. So I think that that, uh, as it gets out to the more end-user thing, the power there, that's a huge, huge change. And we're continuing to see that. It's really just getting started. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm sure. It, um, it, it, just jumping in, it's interesting because sure. one of the things I would say, too, is that you talked about client server and learning about the publication. You know, you had no idea before going into that. Um, is how often does Washington technology get confused mm-hmm. for being what it's not? So you're very focused, right? But That's right. A good the name, right, resonates to maybe you're covering all technology. So I would assume that you get a lot of pitches and a lot of people reaching out to you about non-government, right? You're a yeah, local we, we do get, tech we, publication, but, you know. But we're not, yeah, we're yeah. not. And, and we don't, you know, and I think one thing, that unfortunately, you know, the brand is established, but we don't really write a lot about how the technology works. We don't okay. get down into you know, bits and bites and all right. that stuff. It's more of the business side of, of the technology. But, yeah, we do get, you know, I remember once, it was probably 10 years ago, this uh, company pitched me this new paint they had. And it was fascinating, <laughs> but it was a 3D paint. And they were, they were doing it for, uh, their niche was runways, mm-hmm. to put these lines on runways so a pilot would actually see what looked like a wall because it was a 3D paint. You know, to, oh, wow. to cut and I, it was fascinating. Yeah, it was very interesting. That's why I remember. But <laughs> right. I'm like, sorry, dude, that's not. Right. not yeah. Us. yeah, that's yeah. cool, but not what we cover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we get we do get a lot mm-hmm. of that. How would you like WT to be perceived in the industry? I think, you know, first off, I think just as a trusted source, mm-hmm. I think it's something that uh, you know people can rely on to to understand what's going on in their market and and. That uh, you know that they turn to each day. I, you know, I don't, I don't have the fantasy like, oh, we're the only thing you need yeah. to read. But I hope that we're the first thing you want to read, sure. and then you know, well, we, you've got a specific runway too, right? Right. Your lane is the government contract, right? Community. I mean, I would say that really no one comes close to what you all do for that market. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to think I mean, so, but I do know there are folks that cover it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I think in terms of a niche, you know, people understand what your role is in the marketplace, yeah. right? Um, maybe you can talk about 1105 and how you fit into that bigger scheme. Right, so, yeah, yeah so I guess it was about 11 years ago we were uh, we were acquired by a company called 1105 Media, which mm-hmm. is based out of California. And they have several different, uh, you know, divisions, some that are focused on, you know, data warehousing, training, and secu- they have a security, and then they have, but our 1105 public sector group is ourselves and then uh, FCW, formerly you know Federal Computer Week and, and GCN and Defense Systems. We're the only one in that group that is focused on the contractors. The others are more focused on people in government. So FCW is more sort of like IT management uh, policy where mm-hmm. GCN is, that's the one that really kind of gets more into the weeds on technology. And then Defense Systems is looking at you know DOD, uh, cyber, and 
command and control issues, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Okay. So that's, but we share, you know, we share content. We're in the same office. We, we you know, we work together. Mm -hmm. sure. So we understand that um, it's now behind a, a paywall, right? What, right? what drove the organization to that model? Uh, survival. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, when, when print went away and we were trying to, to uh, you know, we were online only, our traffic was always really strong. So we, we always knew that the readers wanted what we had. Mm -hmm. And uh, the challenge was sort of how do you monetize that? And, and more of the advertisers were focusing, want to focus just on the, uh, the sort of the end user of technology which is the government customer. Mm -hmm. Our readers aren't the government customers, so it's a different, you know, we still have, we still do ads, and the ads still do well, um, but it's a smaller universe of, of advertisers for mm -hmm. WT. And so we decided to do this experiment with the, uh, with the paywall, and it, it's, it's gone well. Gone I mean, well. It's, it's very stable, and it still, you know, continues to grow. We, the model we chose was to we pick and choose what stories go behind the paywall. Okay. I kind of, you know, it's established now and it seems to be working. In the beginning, I was still, I think eventually, you know, we probably should morph into more of one where, you know, you get so many free views and then, then you hit a paywall. Right, right. And that's what most people are doing. Because yeah. it is a little bit of a, you know, you know, I have to make myself and, you know, I just have to make that decision each time. Is this story, should this... You know, should this go behind the paywall or should that? And but, but doesn't that qualify your readers? I mean, right, people that are paying to be behind that paywall, you know, are certainly interested. Oh, in yes, our, absolutely. I mean, right, that's a, so when you're talking about quality, yeah, you know that those are the right people. Yeah, absolutely. Probably, I assume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not, not as I've been on, so. Yeah. But you're the only publication within 1105. Within 1105, yeah. Though, though I'm always saying in the office, oh, we should all be behind a paywall. <laughs> We're leaving money on the table. But they, don't, they don't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing we wanted to ask you about, the publication specifically, is we get a lot of, you know, questions sometimes about WT's top 100. I know it's a sought-after list where you rank the top 100 largest government contractors. Can you give us a little bit of insight um, on how you put together that list and um, and any details you have about that. Yeah, well, the list, it's done through uh, through data research. We get a, like a data dump from the mm -hmm. federal procurement data system and we also look at USA spending. And we're looking at a, we have a set of, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of the number now. These product service codes that when, comp when agencies buy something, they assign a code to it. And so we have a, Set of codes. It's you know IT and mm -hmm. professional services and telecom. Code. Well, it's not NAX codes. It's it's PSC codes. Okay. Um, they're like R something and D. There's a whole a whole bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And so we probably have three, three or four hundred that we use. We tweak it each year, so I'm not, I can't remember exactly what the number is right now. Um, and so we use that to analyze data. It's just looking at prime revenue, and then from that data dump, then we start trying to account for. You know, company name changes, mergers and acquisitions. A few of those going on these days. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's so, always but, that's but, always so a challenge. So this list is truly, but is research right? You're, yes. People don't. You don't. You don't people, yeah. You nominate not, themselves. Not nominate, yeah. it's, it's all based yeah. on revenue. Now we do the Fast Fifty, where we that people nominate themselves for that one. Right. That's a small business. Yeah. Uh, you know, small business group though. And when does that come out? Uh, that comes out end of August, I think, is when. We, the call for nominations will be going out in May. 
Okay. And then with a deadline, like I think in, you know, end of June, early July, and then the issue's mm-hmm. done, or the issue. See, I still talk like a print <laughs> the guy. The list. <laughs> you know, the list will be out in, yeah. uh, you know, in, in the end of August. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, and I, you just mentioned when you were talking about that, that there's a lot of, um, you know, consolidation in the industry. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it, it's funny. So often it, it comes up and people act like it's a new thing. Yeah. It's been going on since since I started in 96. Mm-hmm. I mean, right after, before I started, uh, I guess Lockheed had bought Martin Marietta and all, all that stuff was going on. It shifts from different segments being more right. active than, than others. But, uh, you know, I think, it's, I think it's a sign of a healthy marketplace mm-hmm. that people want to buy. I think they show, uh, you know, the, the barrier to entry the, 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 to start an IT company is relatively low. You can, it can be, you know, the three of us or yeah. f- four of us, five of us in a room say, hey, let's be an IT company. Yeah, and then from there, <laughs> you know, you yeah, you win some contracts and you keep going. And then, so there's always that, uh, there's always new companies rising up that to mm-hmm. be bought. Sure. And uh, you get a, you can get a little niche, a little expertise, you know, so those are, you know, those are one set of companies that are very, they're always being acquired, but then you also have, you know, some of these deals we've mm-hmm. seen recently where they're these big guys want to get bigger and yeah, mm-hmm. look for certain specialties. Yeah, you look at specialties, certain contracts. Yeah. I mean, these big IDIQ contracts have really kind of reshaped the market a lot. If you you have to be on those, or you're mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I know it's a highly competitive market, and there's a lot of different players, and they're trying to make a difference. Are there any um, particular companies that you're keeping a close eye on, either because of longevity or business model or strategy? Any any standouts? Wow, there, they, I, you know, there's a lot. I mean, you know, I'm almost afraid to mention one, yeah. any without leaving them. But you know, of course, you have, you know, there's those big players at the top. You know, the Lidos, the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, DXC, Vencore, Keypoint. That that's going to be something really to watch this next year mm-hmm. as that comes together. GD and CSRA merging. That's that's you know, going to yeah. be a fascinating combination. Then, then you have like the, the traditional CACI, yeah. you know, what an amazing, I, I remember going out and talking to Jack London, one of the first executives I interviewed. Wow. And he actually gave me a little, little lesson on uh, looking at, you know, financials of a company because I just kind of looked at their revenue mm-hmm. and the revenue had gone down. And I started, I said, oh, so tell me why you're, and he goes, oh, no, no, just look down here. And he was showing me where their margins have been going up. He goes, sure, we want our top line to grow and it will grow, but you know, we need to focus down here because that's our return to our investors and stuff. And I was like, oh, so, you know, mm-hmm. it was a good lesson. But there's, a, you know, there's just so many, you know, uh, Booz Allen, you know, they're, they're a fascinating company. I mean, is there, um, is there a common trait between these top performing companies? I think it's their, I would say kind of their flexibility adaptability. Uh-huh. I think that when you see, you know, we're, I'm not following Lockheed Martin as much as we used to since they sold off, you know, their, their business. But Lockheed just, you, you just fascinated me. It still does how they're not necessarily completely reinventing themselves, but they, they really have an eye out on you know, the, the 10-year horizon. That's why they, they made that shift to, uh, you know, in acquiring the you know, uh, UTC and getting into, and not, not UTC, but Sikorsky from UTC and, yeah. and kind of, just seeing where they wanted to be and, and, and always being sort of a step ahead. Mm-hmm. 
No, it's just great. I love getting your insight, and you're so embedded in this space. It's great to get your insight. What um, are some of like the biggest issues or, or trends or challenges that you're seeing um, that you're following this year? Um, I kind of put those tr- trends into two buckets. So they're mm-hmm. sort of like the tech trends and then business trends. On the tech side, I mean, we continue to see like acceleration of cloud, you know, IT modernization. How that mm-hmm. how that takes off this year will be really something to, to watch. Particularly, you know, with IT modernization, you know, they got that fund that they passed, but of course the budget hasn't passed. So, how is that fund going? You know, yeah. so that's that's a that's going to be a, a hurdle. Um, I think seeing where over the next few years, where things like AI, machine learning go, and of course, you know, blockchain, blockchain, <laughs> data analytics. Blockchain is still kind of right. over my head in so many ways. I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. Um, and then on the business trend, I think. I think this shift to as a service, which is sort of a tech trend as well, but I think the shift to as a service long term will be one of the one of the biggest things because it's changing how the customers buy, right. but it's also changing how companies are trying to serve their customers. You know, it used to be, you know, you companies would win a contract and then to grow that contract they were mm-hmm. adding people like, oh, if we can add five more people, that's you know, a hundred more billable hours a week, and that you know. Now it's kind of the opposite. They're really kind of looking at like, well, you know, if we shift to this, you know, we only have to pay, you know, 20 people instead of 30 people. And that that's sort of, yeah. you know, there's been some contracts, you know, some recompetes that companies have won where the value, the dollar amount went down. And I asked them, I said, so is this a good thing that your rev- it's shrinking your revenue? Oh, I don't know, but our profits are higher. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, it goes back to what Jack London yeah. tried to teach me yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, it's so, fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this has been great, um, getting your insights on the industry. Now, I think we want to shift to get a little more insight into you okay. as a person, <laughs> the person behind the byline, right, as we like to say. Um, so I think Evan told told this to us, but you have a family farm in Luray, Virginia. Luray. Yeah. Luray. I went to the caverns one time. I thought it was it, awesome. Um, so how often do you get a chance to go down there? I, I don't get out there as often as I would like, but we probably <laughs> get out once a month, once every six weeks. That's nice. It goes in spells, and then sometimes yeah. we'll be there like, a lot over, you know, beautiful you know, part of the state, though. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I come over the mountain and I'm like ah. And you do a big. And you do a big. We have a big. Yeah, we do an annual pig roast. Yeah, we're doing that five or How six years. How many people are you getting down there for that? Uh last year we probably had 150. I think. Whoa. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, the pig was. A big, big, big one or multiple? About 125 pounds. Jeez. I started cooking like at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I was up all. I always see those pictures. Yeah, yeah. Wow. it's a lot of fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very lucky. So I have the mountain side, and on my wife's side of the family, she's from North Carolina, the eastern part, and so uh, her family has a beach house, and then so we go to the beach. We have nice. the beach and the mountains, and we wow. get to. You can't beat that. Yeah. Right? and you can work through either. I know. We know. <laughs> workforce. My wife and I. It's really funny. So my father-in-law is a retired. Well, he's. He's no longer living, but he was a tobacco mm-hmm. farmer. And where we go to the beach is Topsail Island, which during World War II and after World War II, there were, the military was doing early research and development on jet uh, and rockets and stuff like that. So it was a military installation. Mm-hmm. So then in the late 40s, they opened it up to developers. And so my father-in-law and his brother and sister went down, they bought some lots. So there's a, this section here where there's like, there were three family houses in a row, and my wife and I used to always joke, if this other house, oh, if that house ever comes for sale, we should buy it, ha, ha, yeah. ha, you know. 
and we were preparing actually to buy another house up here and move. Mm-hmm. So we were had been saving money and things like that. And then that house came up for sale. We're like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So we we bought it, and so we're still in our little bitty house here. But uh, um, we fixed it up and we rented now. It's yeah. a rental, but it's funny. There's like you know, four houses, five houses in, in a row that are all cousins, and all related. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Yes, it's really fun. That sounds fun. So, um, Nick, thanks so much for joining us today. This has been really insightful. You shared so much intelligence with us. I really appreciate you coming in today to talk to us about Washington technology and about yourself and about the industry. So, um, for everyone listening, please stay tuned for updates on our next podcast episode. And you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Media Mind Show. Thank you. Thanks.